Welcome to the teaching ministry of Reverend Daniel Hardy, the senior pastor of Royalty House International, Peter Maddoxburg. Reverend Daniel Hardy has a strong passion for missions and evangelism and has preached the gospel over many years. Join us now for a life-changing experience. Sing the song to the glory of God. And he said, I'll leave you. Put your trust, trust in me. me. How great is our God? How, How great is our God? How great is his name? He's the greatest of all. He's the greatest of all. And he's forever the same. Put your hands together for our great God. Hallelujah. Well, you may be seated in the presence of God. Wow. God has been good. Wow. Well, God has really been good to us as a church by promoting all of us. And I want to say a big thank you to God himself for this honor. For no man taketh this honor unto himself except God himself. So we are grateful to God for what he has done and how far he's brought us. When I first joined the church, I had no plans of even becoming a pastor. I just joined the church because a girl invited me to church. And also, I saw all my bad boyfriends in the church, and I saw that they were securing themselves. So I also decided that I'm not a fool, as you can see. I'll also secure myself. That's why I joined the church. You know, but God has brought us thus far, and I'm grateful. I'm also grateful to my father in the ministry, Bishop. Doug Hewitt Mills, the founder and bishop of the church, and also for, for the training he has given me over the years. Um, I, I cannot be where I am if it had not been for him. Um, I'm a bishop today in the UD. I'm not a bishop in the next church. I'm a bishop in this church. You get it? Because he chose to make me a bishop. 
It's as simple as like, it's like you're a manager at FMB. It doesn't automatically make you a manager at APSA. Do you get that? Huh? So I'm grateful for the honor. And it's a blessing for us all as a church. Amen. Also want to thank God for the lives of all of you ministers who have come to support us today. Pastor Humphrey and his wife. We are grateful to you for your love, your support, and your faith in our ministry. We also want to acknowledge all of you, Pastor Patrick, everybody, Jonathan, all of you for coming to be with us. It's not easy to get a pastor out of his church on a Sunday. So it's like, if this was a Monday, we'll take it that you've come here twice. Because if you were working today, you get double pay. Because it's a Sunday. So we are very grateful. We love you. Thank you for your friendship, your fellowship. It's, it's wonderful to have you. Because pastors, you will be surprised to know that pastors have the least friends in the world. You know, everybody talks to the pastor, but the pastor has nobody to talk to. So I'm so glad that God has put you in my life to have somebody to talk to. God bless you so much. I also want to thank Bishop John of City Harvest, especially. It's so great to have a father around you. When I first set foot in Peter Myersbeck, I was coming from Jobek, a big city. Everything moves very fast. The traffic is awesome. Then I came to a city that uh, I wasn't sure whether I was at a standstill. A small city and I needed to adjust. How do I know that the city was small? Because the McDonald's is small. The M on the McDonald's is a small M. But when you are in Jobek, the M is a big M. You get a capital M. So I knew it was a small city. And I was wondering how I was going to settle in and how I was going to fit in. But Bishop Larry introduced me to a great man of God called Bishop John. And ever since that day, I've just felt at home. So I I really love that man. I love his graciousness, his humility, and his fatherliness. God bless you, Bishop John. Wow. Also, I want to thank my wife. Yeah, my dear wife. For inviting me to church. I had just come back from a party at 6 a.m. And my wife came to wake me up to take me to church. I'm glad I went. And today, I'm standing here. God bless you, Lady Pastor Della, for that act. I also want to thank the rest of you, the whole church. Without you, there is no me. And as you said, God loves you, and so do I. Wonderful. Please welcome my two sons to free me of peace. Hallelujah. Let us pray. Father, thanks a million for 
this honor to be in your presence. Speak to us in the short time that is available to us. Speak to us your word. May many be saved, may lives be changed, may destinies be set right in the name of Jesus. Amen. Wonderful. Well, for just a few, Pastor Patrick, God bless you. Thank you so much for your support for Bishop John First and for all of us. Anytime I see you, I meet you at the fraternity. I just say, what a wonderful man of God. Standing by Bishop John strongly and I really, really appreciate it. A good help or a good assistant you can't find easily. Everybody is their own man. Do you get Everybody wants to stand out. You know, but uh, that's the way of the devil. God's way is for us to stand by one another. I am being celebrated today because I stood by Bishop Dagewad Mills. That's all. That's all. And every assistant will be celebrated one day. So maybe today you are assisting and you are helping. Just help diligently. You'll be celebrated. Don't lead yourself to uh, an unexpected end for your ministry by deciding to come out before your time. Amen. Amen. Wonderful. Let's read a few scriptures because it's Sunday's church, 20 minutes. Let's look at a few scriptures. Let's offer somebody an opportunity to go to heaven. Amen. Amen. Hebrews chapter 2, verse number 3, the Bible says, how shall we escape if we neglect so great a salvation, which was first to be spoken of by the Lord and confirmed to us by them that heard him. So the Bible simply says that, how are we going to escape if we neglect salvation? Which means the way to escape is through salvation. Somebody will ask, Pastor, what are we trying to escape? Well, we are trying to escape a danger and a threat on our life. To escape means to successfully avoid a danger or a threat on your life or on you. Why then do we need to avoid a threat? Because we are sinners. The Bible says that for all have sinned and come short of the glory of God. And the wages of sin is death. So what it means is that because we have sinned, or because the Bible says we have sinned, our reward or recompense for the sin is death. Now, we don't need the Bible to tell us that we have sinned. Because you live with yourself. And I live with myself. And we know we are sinners. So we don't even need the Bible. We don't even need Romans. Romans 3.23 perhaps shouldn't have even been in the Bible. Because we know we are sinners. We don't need the Bible to tell. How many of you have told a lie before since you were born in 1962? How many of you have told about a hundred lies all your So the whole church is full of liars. How many of you have stolen something before? You stole meat in the soup. You stole a pencil. You stole chocolate. You are lying. You are laughing, but it's, 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 it's a sin. To steal means to take something that doesn't belong to you. That is stealing. 
One day, a lady took money from a piggy bank. Do you know a piggy bank? That thing, that, that pig that has, you put money here. Yeah. What do you call it? It's color color. Okay. That one. Then she took money out of it. It wasn't for her, it was for somebody else. And when they asked her, she said that I was borrowing the money. So I said to her, you are stealing the money. No, all my stories are true, except the ones about cows and chickens. Now, I said, I'll prove to you that you, you stole the money. I said to her, in a piggy bank, usually, the owner doesn't know how much is in the bank. So, although you say you are borrowing the money, how do we tell how much you have borrowed? So, since you took it without our permission, we don't know how much of it you siphoned out of the pig. How then do you say you borrowed the money? Many of us are sinners. In fact, all of us are sinners. But we cleverly try to I borrowed the money. You know, I didn't know. I had a good intention. A sin is a sin. So because we are all sinners, the Bible says we will die. So in Hebrews 9.27, the Bible says, For it is appointed unto man once to die. So as for the death is certain. The only question is when. It's an appointment we will keep. That's why those who came to us, they were they said, I have a, an appointment at uh, um, um, Carbon. And they said they have sulfur here. You shouldn't worry. You ask for dying, we'll die. But the question is, when will we die? But when we die, the Bible says that after that, there's a danger that is coming our way. And that danger is called judgment. That's the first thing you must escape. So when the Bible says, how then shall we escape if we neglect so great a salvation? The Bible is saying that judgment is coming for you, oh sinner. And you have to escape. You have to escape. Romans 2, 3, the Bible tells us that. Thinkest thou, O man, ye that judgest them that do these things and do it the same, that you will escape the judgment of God. Paul says, do you think you will escape God's judgment when you do these things? So, judgment is coming for all of us. When you come to church on a Sunday and these messages are preached, you feel that something is happening. The pastor is angry at somebody. I mean, of all the days in the week, today is not the day that I can be angry at anybody. Today is a day that the whole church has set aside to celebrate what God has done in my life. How can I be angry at somebody before I came? I'm telling you what is in the Bible. The Bible says we will not escape the judgment of God. If human beings, when you commit a crime, are able to take arrest you, number one, Take you to court, prosecute you, then pass judgment, then God can do the same. If you have watched a little CSI or law and order or bull, you will realize that people commit a crime, they are arrested, then they are raped, 
picked up in a lineup and then eventually they are brought to court. And then when they are brought to court, a jury of their peers is assembled. And then their charge is laid before them. When their charge is laid before them, they are given opportunity to, to make a plea. So they ask you, on the charge of A, B, and C, how do you plead? Then you get up and you say, not guilty or guilty. When you say not guilty, what you are saying is that you are coming to show the court that you are not guilty. If you say guilty, what it means is that you have accepted that you are guilty, yet you are coming to plead that mercy be shown on you. Then the, the judgment starts. Then the, the, your, your, the, the prosecutor will make their opening statement. Then your lawyer will also make their opening statement. Then they start, then they start calling witnesses. Some of you, your crimes, there are a lot of witnesses. They start calling witnesses. Then they, 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 they interrogate them. Then they cross-examine them back and forth. When everything is done, then the jury will meet behind closed doors. A jury of your peers... Not angels, not ancestors, jewel, a jewel that jewel like us. Then they will deliberate on the case and decide that from all the evidence that has been brought before them, they have decided to find you either guilty or innocent. Now, after they found you guilty, then it's up to the judge to pronounce judgment. Usually, they will say judgment, sentencing will be tomorrow then that's your last day of freedom. So that, and you, and you know, sometimes, even mental torture is greater than even the punishment. Then you come back the next day, then the judge will read out your sentence. Then they will let you stand up. James, stand up. Then they will read on the charge of this, 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 murder in the first degree, this, this, this. Then they say, you are hereby sentenced to 25 years imprisonment without parole. With hard labor and without parole. Then he will take that thing, what is it called? The hammer and hit it. Bam! It's finished. It's finished. Then the police will come and take you. Then they will give you an orange jumpsuit. From that day, you will not pay for your clothes anymore. The government will pay for your clothes. Human beings can go through all this process, then Almighty God can do the same. Oh my, the Bible says, For we shall all appear before the judgment seat of Christ, that every man will receive according to what he has done in his body. Every man will receive. That is why we must choose salvation. So that we can escape the judgment. Yeah. That's why we must accept Jesus. Those guys who are going to tell you about hell very soon. That's why we must accept Jesus. You know, when you accept Jesus, this is what is going to happen. When you die, the next thing that will happen is judgment. But surprisingly, the first judgment that will happen is just about the book of life. In Revelation 20, the Bible talks about the great book called the book of life. Bible said, and the books were opened. And another book was opened, which is called the book of life. And all the people were judged out of that book. Verse 15, the Bible says that, and anyone whose name was not found in that book, or was not found in the book of life, 
he was sent to the burning lake of fire. That's the judgment. That's the first. So, when you have Jesus, or when you take salvation, what happens is that you die and you come before the throne of God. And then they just check the books. They just, can I have a book? Who has the book? Some of you don't believe that God can have a book that has everybody's name. Now you see computers with all of our names on it. They'll take the book. Then they will come. I think you look like somebody who should appear. So, come. What's your name? Jididia. The what? Jididia. Is that all your name? Jididia Spell it. J-E-D-I-D-J. J what? E-D-I. Is it capital J or small j? Capital J. Okay, let's look. Uh, this is J. Good. Um, John, Joseph, Jude, Jemima, Joyce. Are you Joyce? No, I'm not. Jeremiah? No. Did, what did you say your name was? Judelia. There's no J-E-D-L. Are you sure that's the only spelling? Yes. Oh, Jedidia. What's your surname? Mbala. Oh, this is Jonas. Check properly. Jewa, do you have a middle name? Yes. What's the middle name? Bagheta. Jedidia. No, no. It's not you. Look, we are on the last page. You better be careful. Hey. Oh, Jedidia. What, what is the name again? Mbala. Mbala. And what? Bagheta. How do you spell it? B-A-G-E-T-A. Oh, your name is here. You are lucky. Your name is here. That's how it's, And when your name is found there, you just escape the judgment. But if your name is not there, Revelation 28, he said, whosoever was not found written in the book of life was cast into the lake. Burning. It, it doesn't matter if your father is a pastor. It doesn't matter if you came to the church 93 times. It doesn't matter if you know all the songs. It doesn't matter. You have to choose God for yourself to escape the judgment. The next thing you need to escape it's hell. Romans, Romans chapter 2. Let's look at, or let's even look at Matthew. Matthew, Jesus is speaking. Matthew 23, verse 33. The Bible says, ye vipers, or ye serpents, ye generation of vipers, how shall you escape the damnation of hell? He says, another thing, another danger, you see, as we are on this earth, we are not only threatened by uh, economic situations, we are also threatened by judgment. Which immediate, it's like a chain reaction. It just sets in as soon as you die. Then after the judgment, is hell. So it's death, judgment, then heaven or hell. It's as simple as that. He says, how would you escape hell? Look, hell is a real place. I said, hell is not a figment of somebody's imagination. It's not some clever idea that we have been made to believe that somebody put in a book called the Bible. It's a real place. And hell is expecting a lot of people. Isaiah 14, the Bible says, hell 
from beneath has enlarged itself at thy coming. So hell is expecting. They are doing renovations. They are expanding. They are buying more land to expand hell to receive more people. Yeah. Satan has a lot of faith that a lot of people will come to hell. So he's opening up hell. Yeah. Expecting a lot of people. It's a hell from beneath. It's coming from the ground. That's why if, if by mistake you are dying, and as you are dying, you feel like you are going down, better wake up. It's not a good day to die. You should tell that not today, not today. You are going down. Yeah. If you find yourself dying and you begin to feel hot, wake up, don't die. It's a bad day to die. You are getting closer to hell. And more importantly, if you are dying and you begin to feel terror and fear, that's the demons you saw over there. Even when they started to play the intro, I became scared. Somebody once said, oh, but you know, God really loves us. There's no way he will send us to hell. I agree that God loves us. I also agree that he will send us to hell. Yeah, yeah, I agree. Because God is not only love. God is also just. Being just means giving everybody what they deserve. Yeah. If you confess your sins, he is faithful and just. To forgive you and cleanse you of all unrighteousness. God is also just. So God will give everybody what they deserve. God is not like your boss. That is not all the time that he gives you what you deserve. God will give everybody what he deserves. So somebody asked, so where is the love of God? Let me show you the love of God. The Bible says that for God commended his love towards us. It means God expressed his love towards us or God manifested his love towards us in that while we were yet sinners, Christ died for us. The way God showed us his love by making sure that he provided Jesus Christ to die for us. Yeah. For God so loved the world, he gave his only son that whosoever believes in him should not perish. God's way of showing us that he loves us is that he knows that hell is coming. He's not going to change his mind. So he provided for us a way of escape. Just a way to escape and not go to hell. Just a way of escape. Just a way of escape. So you cannot say that God doesn't love us. That's why he has created. He loves us. But he's also fair. If God doesn't create hell, where do you think he's going to keep Satan and his demons? Where would he keep them? Can you imagine heaven with Satan and his demons? So because God doesn't want chaos, you see, or else God will now have to build a police station in heaven, a prison in heaven, all these things to be arresting the devil and his demons, demon of lust. You saw demon of lust. Every day arresting them and all these things. So, so that we don't have all these things. He created a special prison for Satan and his demons. And he also created space in that prison for anybody who rejects God and follows the devil. It's as simple as that. So hell is real. And you better believe it. Today, as you come here to, on the account of great invitation to celebrate a bishop and all these things, it's time to secure yourself. 
It's time to make sure that you don't go to hell. There are people who will be in church and still go to hell. You saw from the drama that they showed you. The guy, he was in church. Even the rich man. When you, as they were telling them about hell, those who were in church and those who were in the, telling them about hell, they kept up res- responding. What the hell? What the hell? Now you are in hell. What the hell? What the hell? It means you believe in hell. The fact that you say what the hell, it means you believe that there's hell. If we don't respond to Jesus. You know, I I like God's way of salvation so much because it's not much of what we do, but it's what Jesus has done. It's not what we have to do, Pastor Humphrey. It's what Jesus has done. It's what Jesus has done. He died for us. He rose again. Share this blood for us to wash away our sins, to make sure that we can come before Christ. We come before the judgment seat boldly and enter with confidence because our names are in the book of life. Enter with confidence because our names are in the book of life. Not that we are not, we, we, we are sinless, but Christ has paid the price for us. I love salvation too. Now it pains me to realize people still hear this. And they reject Christ. You don't have to do anything. You don't have to pay money. You don't have to run around. You, don't, you know, some religions, you sin. You have to cut yourself a couple of times to punish yourself. Fortunately, Christianity is like, it's not like that. It's not like that. You just have to accept the free gift from Jesus Christ. But the Bible is always true. Because the Bible says, he came to his own. By his own received him not. That's why we can preach and pastors don't be worried when you preach and people don't respond. Jesus, he came in the flesh. He did not preach. He was there physically. There he is. There is a human being. And still, they rejected him. How much more you and I who are giving an account. It's not even an eyewitness account by something we have read in a book and we are telling them. Don't be worried. Our part is just to preach the gospel. But if you reject Christ today, there's a day coming. Where the book will be open. And other books will be open. And anyone whose name is not found in that book. He will be sent into the lake. That burns with fire. May you escape judgment. And may you escape hell. Jesus said. Paul said that is the only way we can escape. By accepting salvation. I'm going to pray with you for a minute or two. My prayer is that as you hear the call, you won't harden your heart. Sometimes I say, what will my friends say? Once upon a time, this beautiful lady invited me to church. We had gone to a party that night. And there were two parties. And there was a club we needed to go to that same night. Now, I went with my friends. We partied a little we usually start with the slower party. Then from there, we go to the wilder party. Yeah. Then we went to round up at the nightclub. And the music was pumping. And we were just <laughs> checking out our moves. After that, I came home to sleep. It was in the wee hours of the morning. And I came to sleep. As I was sleeping, my mother came to wake me up. She said to me, somebody is looking for you. I said to myself, who looks for me? Because my squad or my crew, they are all asleep by now. 
there's no way anybody can come and look for me. But my mother persisted. Thank God for my mother. She persisted. Because I wasn't going to, I thought she was playing a trick. And I was actually hoping that she's playing a trick. And she forced me and I went. When I went, I saw this lady. I said, what? She said to me, I invited you to church and you said to me, you need, four, did I say four weeks notice or four months notice? Something like that. I said, oh, you can't meet me today and say, I should come to church tomorrow. What, what do you mean? I need four weeks notice. And it was the fourth week. Shoo. So I said, okay, where is the church? She said, oh, it's that time. I said, no problem. I will come. She said, no. I'll wait for you. I said in my head, this girl, she doesn't know who she's dealing with. She will wait and Jesus will come. So I went back to my room and I went to sleep. Then my mother came to wake me up. That your visitor is downstairs. I said, I know. She said, so you have to wake up. I said, I, I, we have an agreement. She went. She came back. I was still sleeping. So she came to wake me up. Then I gave up. Then I went to bath. And I came to church. Now when I came, something happened that shocks me even up to today. When I entered the church, the church was on the first floor. The reason why I was on the first floor so that when Jesus comes, they will be the first to go up. When I got to the church, I looked through the church. Then I saw my squad. They were in the church. So I said, oh, maybe it's a mistake. It's their first time. Then I saw they knew the songs. I mean, many of you when we come, we're singing to God, be there, you didn't even know it. You pretended that you are shouting for the procession, but you didn't know the words. But they knew the words. When the pastor says something, they know what to say. When the pastor says, what a shock. Then they also say, what a shock. I said, hey. I throughout the service, I was watching them one by one by one. So I realized that oh, these my friends, we are all chilling and everything, but they are securing themselves. If Jesus were to come then, I will go to hell and they will go to heaven. They have created an opportunity for themselves to escape. So I said, wow. I also have to escape. And that day, I made a decision to escape. Today, my prayer for you is that you will make a decision to also escape. To make a decision also escape to escape I want to pray with all of us right now and offer us the opportunity to accept Jesus into our hearts and to make him our Lord and our Savior so that that day your name will be found in the, not that your name will be found in the church database your name will be found in the book of life Close your eyes wherever you are. I think maybe let's just stand to our feet. We are, we've come to the end of the service. Just stand to your feet. And close your eyes wherever you are. Everybody just close your eyes for a moment or two. Close your eyes please. I can see your eyes. They are white and black. So close them. 
close them. No movement, please, if you can help me. Close your eyes. I want us all to pray. I want to, if you are here, you want to say, Jesus, I don't know you. You are not the Lord of my life. But today, I want to escape judgment. And I want to escape hell. Maybe somebody invited you. Maybe you came by yourself. But you say, I want to escape hell and judgment. I want you to come into my heart and be the Lord of my life. If you are here like that, with every eye closed and every head bowed, I want you to lift up your right hand quietly and I'll pray with you. Say, Pastor, pray with me. I want to go to heaven when I die. Lift up your right hand wherever you are. I want to pray with you. If you are lifting your hand, lift it high above your head. I want to pray with you. I want to pray with you. You want to escape. You want to secure yourself and escape. Lift up your right hand. I'll pray with you. Every eye closed, please. Lift up your right hand. Give them some privacy. Lift up your right hand. I want to pray with you. If your hand is up, I want you to do one more thing. I want you to come to me in the front and I'll pray with you. Let's make sure that you are serious. You lifted up your hand. Come to me. I'll pray with you. You lifted up your hand. Come to me. Come to me. Don't be shy. You are making sure that you escape. Just as my friends were preparing to escape, you are making sure that you also escape. Come to me in the front. Come to Jesus. Come to Jesus. Wherever you are, come to Jesus. Come to Jesus. Come to Jesus. Giving your life today. Giving your life today. Give your life today. Come on to Jesus. Come on to Jesus. Let him have his way. together more people are coming they are coming to Jesus there cannot be any better way to celebrate what God has done for us than to offer him three souls as our way of gratitude oh God You have all just chosen to escape. Yeah. You've chosen to escape an impending danger and threat on your life, which is judgment and hell. Today, after this prayer, your name will be written in the book of life. That day when you get to the throne and they open the book, they will find your name. If you are in front, pray this prayer with me. Say, Dear Lord Jesus, Everybody pray this prayer. Say, Dear Lord Jesus, I accept that I'm a sinner. Please forgive me of all my sins. I believe that you died for me and you rose again. I confess Jesus as the Lord of my life. Thank you, Jesus, for dying to save me. Amen. Father, thank you for these ones. Wash them with your blood. Write their names in the book of life. Fill them with your spirit and use them to your glory. We thank you. We bless you. In Jesus' name. Amen.
Put your hands together for them. Wow. What's your name? Speak up. Your name is being written. What's, mention your full name so they can hear it well in heaven. My full name, that's it. Your first name, your surname and your name. That's what? Say it again. Yeah. It has been written. Hey, Pastor, you didn't let me mention my name. God already has been hearing your name all the time. And it has been written in the book of life. When that book is open, you find your name there. So, when you die and you get to the judgment seat, it's now time to come up with a new walking and go confidently. You know, the way you walk to the ATM where you know there's money in your account. That same way you, you start your stuff. You say, yo, man. And when you get to the gate, it doesn't matter which angel is there. You just say, yo, what's up, G? Yeah. My name is there. You got to find it. Then say, What's your name? What's your name, Baba? Sianda. 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 My name is Sianda. Look for it, guy. Then what's, oh, that's your name. Then you tell him, that's what's up, man. That's what's up. That's what's up. And then you walk gallantly into heaven because you have secured it. So put your hands together for them one more time. One more time. My God. What a gift to give to God on such a wonderful location. You know what? You see that lady there with the Tina Turner hair? She has something for you she wants to give to you and then you'll come back to your seat. So if you don't mind, just go that way. They have something good for you. Just that way. Don't worry. It's part of the church. It's part of the church. The church is upstairs, downstairs. You'll be surprised at the church. You'll be surprised. Yes. The same faith that brought you here. Wow. What a blessing. What a blessing. Wow. Let's pray. Father, thank you for everybody who's here. Keep us in the faith. May we never fall away. Help us to bring many to you that your name be glorified in Jesus mighty name and everybody said amen, amen. wonderful well once again thanks for coming to hear me preach to you remember God loves you and so do I please welcome our brother Spa. What a great word. What a word. What a word. Hallelujah. We believe you have been blessed by this life-transforming message by Reverend Daniel Harley. For more information, contact us at 204 Peter Kirchhoff Street, Peter Maritzburg, or call 078-038. 2166. God richly bless you.